Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Talking more Packers, and uh, today everybody's going with the power rankings, and uh, the Packers are either number one or number two. Olivia Reiner, the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. You can find her at Reiner Olivia on Twitter. Uh, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Olivia, how you doing? I'm doing well and so much better now that I got to hear Yeah by Usher. <laughs> me in. I'm so honored. What a great choice. Well, thank you. We try to uh, play some decent music, I guess. Um, so you tell me when uh, you start to hear all the national talking heads start to say the Packers either number one or number two in the National Football League, where would you rank them in your power rankings? They've got, they got to be pretty high up there. That offense has really taken off after four games. I think we were all expecting maybe the defense to come out a little bit hotter or just across the league, really, especially just after – such a long stoppage with training camp and no preseason games kind of expected scoring to be pretty low coming out of the gate, but that totally was the complete opposite. The Packers are really well up there in some of the best offenses in the league right now. They're first in, in points. Well, I suppose they were first in points going into the, uh, the bye and then coming out of, uh, out of the bye their fourth. And that's after, and the three teams ahead of them right now, have played five games. So they're putting a lot of points up there, uh, racking up a lot of yards. And I, I would say their offense is probably one of the best in the league right now. Uh, I look at the, the Packers and I think to myself, with the play calling, which has made it more rhythmic, not specifically just the play, uh, I can't help but think that this is sustainable. I'm just sitting here watching the four-letter network say that uh, at least a couple say that they don't think this level of offense is sustainable. Do you feel that it is or is not? Whew. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure. I don't know. I, they've shown us over four games that they can sustain it no matter who's playing, which I think is what's so impressive about this offense. Every single week, somebody else steps up. One week it's Devontae Adams, another week it's Aaron Jones, another week it's Alan Lazard, another week it's Robert Tanyan, and Jamal Williams is stepping up too for the offense in his game against the Falcons, a career night in receptions for him. Every week it is something, it's someone different, and I think that's what makes this offense so special, so remarkable, is that everyone on that field has to be honored by the defense. They can't just let Aaron Jones line up as a receiver and let him go because he's dangerous there. Everyone can be a part of this offense it, all across the formation, which is what makes it so impressive. I think they have a big challenge this week coming up against Tampa. However, so far they've been able to sustain it even when their top receivers in Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams are out. So with getting some of these guys back, though, tell me what you think the limit is for this team. Because I look at the NFC, and I think uh, as much as I like the Seahawks, I just think that defense is eventually going to give it up. We say the same thing about the Green Bay Packers. So what makes the Seattle Seahawks less of a, uh, of a piece of eye candy, so to speak, than what we think the Packers are? 
I think there's more upside right now to this offense with Aaron Rodgers just getting comfortable in year two with head coach Matt LaFleur and his offense. I think there, there's a lot of potential in here. He seems really happy with the way that the flow of the calls has been coming in. They seem to have a really good partnership for the offense. And we've real, we're only four games into the season. Could it get better? It could. Um, it might not, but it, we'll, we'll find out. I think there's a lot of upside to this offense. Um, especially knowing that Devontae Adams has been out the last couple of games, getting him back, and it's looking like he could be back this weekend as he's been practicing for almost two weeks now. It'll, well, this week, by the end of the week, it'll have been over two weeks that he's been back at practice, at the very least in a limited capacity. I think there's a lot of potential for this offense to be really successful. The defense has been steadily improving over four games. It's been a slow growth, um, but – I would say they're playing well enough to be successful, at least in the regular season. And they, the way they're playing now might be enough for them to, to get to the playoffs and, and to be successful in the regular season. Once they get to the playoffs, it might be a different story. But getting Kenny Clark back this weekend is a possibility, too. So um, there's a lot of there's a high ceiling for this team. How much does the defense change in getting Kenny Clark back, in your opinion? And, and I ask that because, obviously, Preston Smith has been used differently. So has Zedarius. You're kind of waiting for this thing to get back to what it was last year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's huge, both not, not only into stopping the run, but also, in, as you mentioned, getting after the quarterback, too. He finished third on the team last season in sacks behind Preston and Zedarius. Yeah, they want their one of their top defensive line and defensive players just in general out there on the field. I think the defensive line as a whole has gotten a lot better over four games. Um, I think they were having some mental error issues early in the season, or at least that's what defensive coordinator Mike Pettin was sort of alluding to. Um, players not staying in their gaps and, and honoring their assignments as well as they should have been. Um, and I think a lot of credit goes to nose tackle Tyler Lancaster, probably not the most flashy, exciting name, but Mike Pettin gave him a lot of snaps this past game against the Atlanta Falcons over guys like Kingsley Kiki and and Dean Lowry. Um, We saw a lot of Lancaster in there, and he was able to hold down the middle of the field. However, they're going to be really happy to get Kenny Clark Clark back when he is able to come back. I uh, I really like this secondary, and I think the one thing that is not discussed nearly enough is how good they are. How good, when you start to look around the rest of the league, how good is Jair Alexander, Kevin King, the support that they have? I think they're probably top five maybe now for what they've been able to show so far this season. And, and the fact that Jair Alexander, nobody's even thrown at the guy, and when they are, he's basically wreaked havoc and has seemingly learned from some of the mistakes from last year. So tell me how good you believe the secondary to be. They are good, and they they've always they've always been good. I think this year they've been exceptionally good. And you're right, especially last game against the Falcons, we saw how good Jair Alexander can be against Calvin Ridley. It wouldn't throw his way, and when they did, Ridley was 0 for five all game. So he's been playing really well. It's always just been a matter of can they stay healthy and can they stay on the field. Right now, Kevin King is injured. He left the game early against the Falcons with a quad injury and didn't come back. He didn't practice on on Monday. Uh, We don't know exactly where he is with with the quad. We'll find out a little bit more today and especially tomorrow when the Packers practice in pads on Thursdays. If he's healthy, yeah, they're both great. Um, If Kevin's healthy, he's great. Um, But when he's not on the field, that's a problem, uh, especially for him in his contract year. So if, if he's healthy, I think he can be a big help, especially 
matched up against 6'5", Mike Evans this weekend, who I know has also been dealing with some injuries too. However, they need Kevin King to be healthy because he's playing very well when he's healthy. Uh, real quick before uh, we move on from the Green Bay Packers, uh, with with the relationship, we, we made so much about whether or not Jordan Love would matter or not and Aaron Rodgers and the relationship and such. Can we finally put all that stuff to bed, uh, all that relationship talk with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and the fact that they're texting plays and talking to one another? And It's seemingly they're doing stuff as almost buddies uh, way far and above what uh, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy did. I think we could have put it to bed like the night of the draft. <laughs> maybe maybe, that, maybe too early. Um, I don't know what anybody expected. I'm not going to pretend I know Aaron Rodgers better than anybody else because I don't. However, he's a professional. He understands that relationships impact the entire locker room. If he has a vendetta against a guy for being drafted, something that's completely out of his control, Aaron Rodgers isn't the general manager of the Green Bay Packers. He, what is he, what is he supposed to do? The only thing he can do is to be great, and he's been great. He is that's that's his best, I guess, weapon is just to play well and to continue to play well and to show management, hey, I'm your quarterback for the next, you know, whatever four years. Uh, that's that's about it, um, and that's what he's done so far. I think, yeah, Jordan Love, he, he's there. Um, I don't, I don't know the drama. It doesn't really seem to be a factor right now. I'm fine with just moving on from it and and talking about the game. I want to ask you about the Chicago Bears. Uh, What little we've had a chance to really kind of watch this team. Do you believe in more the Minnesota Vikings or the Chicago Bears in the division? Well, it looks like the Bears somehow are able to keep winning games even when <laughs> even when it doesn't seem like they should be, which at the end of the day, that's what I guess that's what matters. That was kind of a, a scenario that the Packers were in last season is that, you know, they were still, even when the games were close, they were still finding ways to shut, to, to close them out and to win. And that's what the Bears are doing. Even if, you know, we all make jokes about the quarterback situation, but they're they're doing what it takes to win. That defense is still really good. Um, so I'll I'll go with I'll so I'll take the Bears more seriously, especially now that Jimmy Graham is, is scoring some touchdowns down there. Coming out of uh, the NFC, uh, it, it's easy to look at the Packers right now as that representative. Uh, obviously, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, everything begins to change. But looking around the rest of the NFL, is is there any team that you look at and you think, okay, that team is extremely balanced and they're going to be tough to beat? I mean, I think even Kansas City has shown fallibility, and the only team that I think has probably, while they're flying under the radar a little bit, maybe Pittsburgh because they got a solid defense, they got a good pass rush, they're really good against the run, they play in a very tough division. If they win that division, obviously it's going to be a it's going to be saying something. But Ben Roethlisberger's back; he's happy, he's healthy. It seems like they've got some good weapons. Is Pittsburgh the most complete team in the NFL, or is there somebody else you're thinking of? Pittsburgh, I would I would put them up there. Their receivers have been remarkable chase claypool's been remarkable for that yep. team this, this past week so i i would take them very seriously i'd all i'm also kind of intrigued by the titans too i mean not whatever the situation was the situation uh with with covid and them not being able to practice or maybe they practiced outside um but you know they were able to put together a really big win against the bills last night uh, on tuesday night football which is a fun change of pace in, in the week um so I'm, I've got Tennessee up there, honestly. 
Kansas City, listen, Patrick Mahomes is human to human, which I think people, we, we didn't necessarily expect to see that from him of all people, but he's, he's still a remarkable quarterback uh, with, with a strong defense as well. So I, I'm not counting out Kansas City either. There, there's some good teams all over the NFL, especially in the AFC, that uh, are going to be threats to the Packers if they ever make it to the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Great stuff. Appreciate it as always, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Absolutely. Have a good day. Thanks so much. There you go. And uh, that is uh, our good friend Olivia Reiner. Green Bay Pack or Green Bay Press Gazette, I should say, on PackersNews.com, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.